Welcome to Point Your Toes, The Adventures of NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. And I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing all our experiences in the ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of the students and companies we worked for safe, we won't be mentioning any by name, and if we do, they will be changed. That being said, let's get into today's topics. Happy anniversary! So, as of today, the episode being released is our one-year anniversary. It has been a long year. (laughs) Like, it's been a really long year, especially trying to do a podcast on top of teaching and working and, like, life. Yeah. Um, Although it's been really rewarding, I will say that the cool moments of, like, having people, friends, or, like, friends of friends that, like, they've recommended the podcast to be like I listen I totally agree or like I played a clip for like um, a former uh, dance teacher I worked with actually she's like I played a clip of one of the episodes talking just like I, I think it was like the audition episode or maybe the mm-hmm. callback episode where they just talked about like prepping for auditions and not to do crazy things or not to wear crazy things like so it's been cool yeah yeah people you know be like oh my gosh like I have a story about something that happened um in a class I was in or at work, yeah. like you guys should use it. Let me send it to you. Um, it's it's cool. It's cool to hear that people are listening. I know, like yeah, it's insane to me that people are listening. And again, numbers are still growing. Surprisingly, our November number, December numbers were low, which we expected. Like that's yeah. High. Um, no, our November numbers were the highest we've ever had. Like since Amazing. like all year, they were. We had a huge spike. I think Thanksgiving was the right kind of balance of off time and downtime for a lot of our listeners, so it worked out perfect. Mm-hmm. So, for this week's episode, we kind of want to go through and talk about a few of the past episodes or a few uh, topics from our past episodes that have, like, kind of happened again or moments from that have kind of spurred our thinking towards that again. Um, and for me, I want to give a flashback to episode 42, which was Welcome to New York, where um, I was talking with... Uh, a uh, former student of mine, Colin, about moving to New York City and like how the how different that is and the challenges that comes with that. And um, I had a moment in a class, which I'll talk about the class a little bit later during our class shoutouts. But in the class, the choreographer we were doing across the floor, and I was not trying to be rude and step in front of people, so I kind of just like stuck to where I was going across the floor. But people kept kept missing their cue to go across the floor, like there were kept being gaps in the line. Now, me as a choreographer, that as a dance teacher, that infuriates me. Like, you don't do it. Like, I was just always taught, you may not know what you're doing, but you don't let there be a gap. Like, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, the teacher made a comment about it, and it still happened again. And so, she kind of, like, stopped, and she asked everyone in the room. She's like, hey, how many of you are new to New York? And granted, this is over Christmas, New Year's break. So, a lot of these kids are in town on break, you know, vacations or whatnot. And so I want to say maybe like nine people, it was a packed class, so it was easily over 20 plus people, but it was about nine people or so were like, this is our first time in New York, or we're new moving to New York. And the dance teacher was just like, cool, so you don't leave any gaps, any lines. You're going across the floor four or five at a time. She's like, we're going across five at a time. Even if you have to run to a spot, like you see a spot open, take it. You don't leave any gaps because there's no time. We don't have time to waste here. Yeah. Welcome to New York. And then she went right back. Like, that beat was just so quick that, like, if you kind of zoned out for a second, you would have missed it. But it was just very, like, this is what it is. 
this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Let's keep dancing. Yeah, and I mean, I really appreciate that. You know, if I was in class, I would have had a little snicker about it and find it funny. But I appreciate it because... It sounds like at least she wasn't trying to be um, demeaning or rude. She was just like, hey, um, I can tell that you're new to New York. You're either visiting or you're just new. I think she asked because she wasn't sure what was happening. Because I think she was like, why why is this happening? Right. And she was like, cool. Like, got it. It's a thing. It happens. Like, it's a classic Broadway dance center. There's always going to be random people in in and out. Um, but just her kind of being like, so this is the way things work here. And it is true because it can be kind of scary your first time in a big studio class at, you know, a big dance studio that's mostly drop And it was, the level was like, was it? I don't think it was beginner. It could have been like, if it was beginner, it was like advanced beginner, intermediate, beginner, intermediate. Or it was, I don't know what level it was, but like it was a mix of like, People that danced in New York and know what right. they're doing and people that, like, it's a good workout. Like, it was, it's a good challenge for a beginner dancer. So, like, it was a good class, but it was just one of those things of, like, there were clearly a couple other people in the room. I was like, oh, yeah, you dance for a living. Like, you're you're dancing all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and so I, I get it. I get it can be, like, scary. Intimidating, yeah. It can be intimidating. It can be scary. But it really is just kind of, like... Open up your eyes, open up your ears, and observe kind of how the class is working, and just jump Adjust, in and yes. try try your best. Like the teacher will never be upset if you're just trying your best and you're like oh, you're yeah. sitting there actually observing like how class. And she is was wrong. very good with correction things like so. She yeah. definitely made it an inviting space, but I just loved how that was very like. Welcome to New York. This is this is what it is. Yeah, that's great. That's so funny. That's like yeah, I love that. Um. Shout out to episode 39, Horror. So, uh, the Dance Teacher Network. Um, this was over probably right before Christmas. A lot of studios plan out their competition pieces and costumes in the fall mm-hmm. so that there's less to crank out when you hit the spring and you kind of roll in after competition after competition. Um, so, a woman asked a question, posed to the group, saying, Would you be okay? watching a competition piece using songs from the musical The Book of Mormon. Now, The Book of Mormon is a musical about two Mormon missionaries that go to an African village and, like, try to bring Christianity to the African village. It's also written by... Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, Trey Parker... And, and Matthew Stone. And Matt, Matthew Stone, who wrote and created South Park. And it is very much in the vein of South Park. And like it, the what the musical writer Bobby is wrote Avenue Q. Yes. So like the the there are there's a song in there where it says "F you God" repeatedly. Like and it's you can yeah. go find the context of the song and why it's not as yeah. crazy as it sounds. But like every song in that show has an element of like I would not show this to children. And then someone commented on the group was like, well, a lot of people are going to say no right away. But my response is if they are high school kids or college kids, not the end of the world, you know. And the lady coming back, well, I was thinking for my juniors, which is elementary school. And that's just kind of opened the floodgates of like inappropriate material and argument of like, well, it it make it literally made me think of again the horror episode where we talked about like dance moms choosing to like b- put blood and gore and put just like a kids 
kids are kids. Let them be kids. Yeah. I understand the Book of Mormon is popular and you really enjoy the music. So do I. Some of the songs are hilarious. That is not something I want to be introducing to my children or like have to explain to their parents who like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, you know, buy you the soundtrack to Book of Mormon, download it on your iPad or whatever. And then they get to a song and they're like, oh, that's vastly inappropriate for my six-year-old child. You know, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think that it's one of those things where it's like, come on, like you as the adult, (laughs) like you're researching the music and the topics and the genres and you're listening to them and you have the adult, like you shouldn't need to ask the question, is it appropriate or not? Because you're the adult and you should know what's appropriate and not for a 12 or, or a 13 year old. Or one of my, I think it was one of my professors said that like, if you have to ask. It's probably it's not acceptable. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. Like, you, like if you have to ask, then it's probably not. Yeah. You know, cause there's already doubt in your mind. Just don't go with it. Like why? There's a new, like there's a plethora of other things, which is part of the reason why the dance teacher network exists is that like, I know that I, like, actually, I'm about to have to pose a question. I'm looking for tap, dan- tap dance music for my class. Um, so, like, I know you can go to this group and you'll get an influx of teachers of varying experience being like, oh, I've done this. Or, I re- you know, we recreate this every couple of years because it works. Mm-hmm. So, she went to the right, she was in the right place to get resources. I just wish she wouldn't have come with Book of Mormon. That just was not. I think even a few people, like, recommended other musicals that were quite popular that they could do that haven't been overdone. Yeah. Um, episode 24, Injury. This one is important because a lot of people started classes up this week, if not before. Like, I started actually, my first mm-hmm. class back was January 2nd, mm-hmm. and it was insane. Um, but <laughs> some people, like I said, we're getting back in the swing of things, and I, I to, for myself, had three tap classes today where my kids, like, they they kind of started on the whole my feet hurt blah, blah blah like the whole kind of like chugging along grumbling that we went through the first couple of weeks of taking tap class and i had to go guys remember how we were before christmas yeah there was like oh yeah i was so used to it. i said yeah that endurance is gone after two weeks of being lazy couch potatoes yeah we got to build our endurance back up again it takes time it's okay guys you know so yeah for them, it was just that moment of just like it, it'll be okay. You kind of have to start on the horse and again, it's, you know? And it's funny because I feel like students forget. I had my first day back at work today, actually, and we had a dance conference. So I wasn't teaching as much. I was just kind of helping out. We had a couple of professional dancers and choreographers come in and teach these master classes to a variety of our um, top kids from all the schools nice. around New York, which was awesome. And I'll talk about a little more in a, in a little bit. But even just kind of helping out the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the guests and following along and helping out the kids. It's like, you know, we're out of shape too. We also took two oh, weeks yeah. off. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, it is muscle I'm, memory. I'm dying a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it is muscle memory and it is going to come back. You just got to kind of give yourself a little bit of slack and a few days to like just start moving your body and then it's going to click and it's all going to come back and you're going to work on it and it's oh, yeah. it's going to be great but and i definitely I dealt with that today as well totally agree with you in that same kind of hustle because like i got to my my eighth graders are my last tap class of the day and that like it got to a point where we were doing pullbacks so that was teaching three classes worth of pullbacks today we're like 
we got um, that weird random child prodigy I have in my eighth grade class was like, can we do syncopated pullbacks? And I was like, I've been doing pullbacks for three hours. No, we will do those next week. And yeah. so I was just like, I literally, there was like, it was like the last 10 minutes of class. And I was like, is there anything else that you guys need me to show you? Because I need to take off my tap shoes because my feet hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so again, you're not alone. Teachers are also feeling that way. But yeah. Definitely. Again, I also know that like building up this endurance is going to be fine. You know, like. I'm teaching tap from now until June. I will be yeah. I will be perfectly fine again. It's you know, really in a few amazing. Weeks. It's really amazing how quickly your body bounces back. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, we talk. You you hear about this in so many medical things and traumas and mm-hmm. stuff. It's really amazing how much the body can withstand and bounce back from. And on a super light note, it's the same with dance. Like your oh, body yeah. is going to bounce back, which leads me into I want to talk about. Um, episode 28 we talked about eating and dieting and all that Mm -hmm. and now with the holidays gone I think that eating during the holidays is something very interesting you know I I was listening to some people talk and read some articles about you know of course it's it's after the holidays and now's the time where people start going on these crazy diets and I have a couple friends who were like whole 30 January which to be honest like I did try to do whole 30 January last year and for me I ended up having like a physical um health um health issue with doing a a whole 30 which is just Mm -hmm. something that goes on with my body individually but just remembering again that like you should not feel bad about enjoying the holidays. You know, you should not, not feel not. bad about that you indulged a little bit and you had your family and friend time and you ate the things you don't. Because, again, if you are can just live a healthy lifestyle, like yes. going back to eating your normal food that you're kind of used to eating day by day, going back to taking class and all mm-hmm. of that and teaching again, your body's going to bounce back. And all of these, like, crazy magazines i was i was home yep. and you know my mom buys all these different magazines oh, yeah. and i'm looking through them and they're like how to get your six pack after the holidays and the more i looked into it it was like there's this really wild um what's the word i'm thinking of stigma I, well yeah i was gonna say stigma but i'm not sure if stigma is correct but stigma about how now in this day and age and now 2019 you're expected as a dancer to be ripped. You're expected to be 12 years old and have a six pack and these wild thaw, uh, quad muscles. And the thing is like, listen, dancers are more muscular by nature because it, you are doing an extreme yes. amount of exercise and you will build up your muscles. But remembering that every single human's body is different. And like for me, I will never have a six pack. I think for me to have a six-pack, I would have to basically only eat protein and greens every day, mm-hmm. go to the gym like two times a day, never like never yep. drink, never indulge at all. And you know what? Some people can live that lifestyle, but it's not me. Or, and well, I'm happy you brought up this episode too. Like, I think I mentioned it in episode 28 um, that like I, I am a weight fluctuator. Like I, yeah. my family is, all the men in my family are this way. And I've talked with doctors about it and they're like, you're very susceptible to exercise. You're very susceptible to food. So if I have to, like, uh, luckily I did pretty good because I only I didn't see my family the whole time during uh, the holiday break. Anytime I see my family, I immediately suspend any dieting things that I do because my life as a performer and choreographer here in New York City is drastically different than my family back home in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So like. I walk everywhere. I also dance and go to the gym constantly. So like I'm constantly exercising. 
that is not the case for them. They drive in cars. They have a much more sedimentary lifestyle than I do. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for them to like adjust. It's hard to adjust my entire family to my schedule when I'm around. And it's easier for me to just be lackadaisical for those two weeks that I'm at home. Right. You know, but it's also, but my weight fluctuate. Like my weight is actually, it's down right now because I've been dancing so much right before the break and I ate pretty good over the break. So I didn't have a fluctuation. I will still never have abs because, again, I tried the whole 30 and I've tried dieting, things like that before. I don't get enough energy off of those. Right. So, literally, that was the thing when I spoke with my doctor about it. He was like, you can do all those grains and things like that and they work for you. He's like, but you're going to feel vastly lethargic because your body needs more of this stuff to burn off. You're not ready for that yet. I don't know if you ever will be. And when he told me that, I was very upset by it at the time but I was like no that's just kind of how my body works and I know that I was listening to all these other New Year's dieting at the time and things like that like know your body understand what works for you and and I think that's the biggest thing coming back from yeah coming back from this break is like don't beat yourself up over the fact if you did indulge a little more over break do not that's just not gonna don't end up kill yourself positive. at the gym two yeah, days in a row to try don't, to make up like, for it. Like, just ease back into it. Yes. You're gonna ease back into your eating habits. You're gonna ease back into working out, especially if you're about to be taking class a lot or mm-hmm. you're rehearsing for something or teaching a lot. Just kind of ease back into everything and remember, like you should enjoy the holidays. It is a time to indulge a little bit, and you're gonna be great. So yes. just a little reminder just of relax. like you don't need to do these crazy. Listen, you want to try the whole thirty, whatever. That's cool, but like you don't need to do these crazy diets. Like I actually, one of my friends texted me this morning saying that a um, colleague of another uh, friend, um, he apparently gained some weight over the holidays, and so his friend was telling my friend about she how she was like, yeah, he's gonna go on a the lemon water detox and then do iso, um, what is it, like isogenics or something to get his weight down. And again, he's not a dancer and I think he is a little more of a um, sedentary person, but it's still like, that's not healthy, dude. Like all you need to do is just don't beat yourself up over it. Go to the gym, go to class. We got to do an episode about detoxing. I have to because I have some pet peeves about detoxing. But it's just a time to like think about kind of how you lived your break think about what you want your body your life to look like and just like it's all gonna be good yeah you're gonna be fine you'll be just fine you're gonna be fine so i want to bring up throwing it all the way back to the beginning episode two we talked about dress codes and it's not so much about what actually the class that i took most recently everyone was dressed appropriately and i enjoyed them and appreciate them for it no one i felt like was about to have a nip slip so i thank you But what I want to talk about, so on the Dance Teacher Network for Christmas, or the day after Christmas, was seeing the amount of infuriated dance teachers seeing their children Mm. get point shoes for Christmas. Because mom and dad wants to buy point shoes for their little dancers. Wild. Um, And to be fair, like all these teachers did the respectable thing. They blocked out these children's faces. Yes. So I can tell you who these children are from anyone on the street. But what I did see was children on point whose ankles and turnouts were not ready for it. Yikes. And that, like, that's, I I encourage, so it makes me think of, like, oh, my God, was this high school? It. I think it happened twice. The two, two specific moments, remember, happened in high school where it was a concert. Yep, it was a summer start concert. Um, a girl surprised, a mom and dad surprised one of the girls in our show 
or brand new point shoes. She mm-hmm. put on brand new point shoes the day of the show. She had blood in her shoes by the end of the show. Oh my god. And then in college, it happened where some they were on a point piece, and someone was like, I can't find my my point shoes. I only have the new ones that they're not broken in yet. And everyone has just got collectively silent around her being like, no one wanted to say don't do it because like she needed point shoes to go on stage. But like, for those that don't know, point shoes are not an easy shoe to get ready to go in. And no, you, also, you actually like, have to. I would you do. You have to burn them. You have oh, to cut yeah. them. You have I to would like, do the craziest, them. You have to do the craziest <laughs> things when I got new point shoes. And not just like. Oh, well, you're just doing these crazy things. Like, we, these you were need the to get them malleable so yeah. you can wear them. And these were, these were the tactics that we were told work from our dance teachers and our dance director. And the, the place that I would go get fitted for point mm-hmm. shoes, who actually, and I think I've said this on that on the dress code episode and stuff that we were talking about, um, I, I had actually remember a couple times being in the dance shop where I got fitted for my point shoes and got mm-hmm. my point shoes. And mom's walking in with their young girls, and the owner of the shop who would fit the <laughs> would shoes just be like, no. would, yeah, he would, he would yeah. turn them away. He would ask, "What studio are you from?" And he'd be like, "I don't work with that studio." And he would turn them away, and he would say, "I don't sell point shoes to uh, people that I don't work with their studios, and I don't know that they're ready." Yes. Which I mean was amazing. Um, and shout out that place was called um, Center Stage, like dancewear, dance clothes, and it was in Waldwick, New Jersey. Nice. So shout out to them. But appreciate it, um, man. Like, yeah. But I do. Um, I do remember one summer working at a summer sock that Tony and I both worked at, and one of my colleagues was doing a dance piece, and she wanted some of the dancers to be on point, and so there were auditions for it, and she asked the dancers. You know, does anyone have point shoes? And if you do, can you please, you know, go get them and bring them back down to the audition because she wanted half of her cast to be on point. Yeah. And there were a couple of girls that came down with point shoes that you could tell were new, were not broken in Ooh. at all oh. because because they knew, toes, you know, girls. you know, they knew they were about to come to the summer sock. They knew they were about to work, and you know, a lot of these were like teenagers, and they would go and. They'd get these point shoes or maybe they just started a point at their studio and the shoes were barely broken in because they were like, I want to do, I want to get into this piece. Like, this is the piece I'm auditioning for. Like, I want to get in. But, like, you have to remember, and especially because the my colleague who is uh, choreographing the piece, like, she's a ballerina. Yeah. So she could tell right a away. really she, well-trained ballerina, And she's too. extremely well-trained. And she was like, you got it. She's like, get those shoes off. <laughs> she's like, take them off. She's like, you are not getting hurt on my watch. Like, I'm not going to be liable for this. Right. And it's just like, again, you, and there are numerous videos on, like, YouTube. Or if you know a ballerina, like, ask them what they do for their shoes. Because, like, again... Even with like uh, ballet flats, those you still have yeah. to sew and like I'm one of those I you use have to water sew, so, like, fur, mold it and I'll yeah, like, dry I mean, my feet. Like you have to do all of that to get the shoe comfortable for you. And so to go cold turkey into a point shoe, or like one of the pictures I remember seeing, like she didn't even have lace on them, so she was just kind of like her foot was just in the block. And like don't again. I know you want to be cute. I know it's done out of love, especially giving something like you want to give them like a gift for Christmas, like. Buy them a leotard. Buy you know, buy them something sparkly that they can run around yeah. the house in. But like getting you know, even if you want to buy them a full shiny costume, that's fine. They can use it for a solo yeah. at some point. But getting them point shoes, like I'm just very cautious about getting new dance shoes, particularly point shoes when 
I think we said this on the episode, like injury. Like that is a yeah. dance injury yeah. waiting to happen. Because if you can affect them later in life. Especially if you've so obviously there are the very obvious issues of like you could hurt your ankle, you could hurt your knee, you could do all these things. Ugh. But when you put on pointers that issues. aren't that aren't broken in, they are a solid piece of wood. Yes. And the, you can't bend them or anything before when you get when you're a dancer and you're in ballet and you get a new pair of point shoes, you're supposed to go the get well, the, like the hammer yes. and mallet. Well, to you're supposed to you're like, supposed to go get your new shoes knowing that you can the shoes you have currently are going to last you at least another 2 weeks because when you get them you have to especially if you're a younger dancer on oh, point yeah. you have to darn the bottom the boxes yes. which takes a while which is a specific type of sewing if yes. you're not in your beginning stages you usually um I would scrape them with a needle and I would get them roughed up yeah, and kind of, and like some the people, the, there's like that. We have the needle yeah, brush at our. There's school. the needle brush. Some people cut off the bottom of the cut satin and, burn, and yeah. burn it. I would burn my laces. I would take the shoes and at the edge of the like ball of the foot, I would put it in the side of a door and yep. I would just work it. I'd open and close mm -hmm. the door and work it in to, to create that bend. I yep. would sleep with them on because they are supposed to mold to your foot. And when you sleep with them, you get that sweat buildup that makes them fit I appropriately and shrink. And they like, used to do laps around the theater. Yeah. When they ever, they was like, all right, it's time to break them in. So like during break yeah. time, they would put on the, take off the current point shoes they're dancing in put on new ones that they wanted to break in and the girls would yes. run flat foot just around the theater oh, yeah. looking like clowns because I remember you could also like to just wet, sweat and then yeah to get them molded the to your side, feet like wet the side of yep. them and then burn it like there are all these like crazy things you do to point shoes so that they fit your feet and well. everyone has like their favorite or what works best for their right. the type of shoe you buy and oh so just, like, yeah it's one of those things of like... So like, it's one of those things of even if... If you say, don't know, don't do it. <laughs> and say your child is almost ready. So say that... Yes. And usually several teacher, professionals will tell you Yeah, your, your dance teacher, ready. the dance teacher, the dance owner, the dance studio owner, the director, whatever is like, they're ready. Just being like, okay, oh, well, you know, they said they're going to be ready in the new year. I understand the excitement and how amazing that face must look when they get to open that box and their point shoes and, you know, you get to turn around to your daughter and be like, yep, like your teacher said that you're going to be ready for point. And if you can set a safe boundary of like, this is what your teacher said, and I asked your teacher's advice on what mm -hmm. type and brand of right. shoe is good for your first time shoe, but you're not allowed to wear them until the teacher gives you the go ahead, that's fine. But like, that's... That's not what's happening. Like, let's what? be honest. Because even when you say that, I go, a teacher, if if uh, one of my parents came to me and was like, oh, I want to buy point shoes for one of my kids, like, talk me through the process, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. One of my kids told me that, I would literally be like, oh, my God, yes, let's work together. I'll do this in class to figure out all this stuff, and then we won't talk about it anymore, and you can get the shoes, and, you know, they'll start it next semester or something right. like that. Because that's typically how we did it. Usually, you knew, like, uh, two to three months in advance before you were going to start point. So you can get yeah. shoes, break them in, and all the all the stuff and we're talking about. And like, so like that's totally fine, but that's most work likely with not. Your teachers, not against your that's teachers. That's most likely not what's happening. So no, yeah, uh, like you know it's if not. you think that that for next year or for a birthday present that could be a cool idea, make sure you're talking to the teachers and they're like, "Yep, they're gonna be ready." Um, so you can go ahead and buy X type of shoe. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I just, just... It is weird, though, that people are being sold shoes when their child isn't there to be fit in them, but that's just another problem. I mean, well, or just, like, some of these kids, I don't even think... Like, I there's one photo that I saw on the network where it's like, these are my jazz hip-hop kids that got point shoes for Christmas. Mm. Someone's not listening, but that child is definitely still putting on those point shoes, and I was like, I can't. I, I, ankles tensing, I can't. Um, but moving right along... To episode 25, Summerstock. So, in New York City, it's audition season for the music theater world. And kind of the dance world, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, this is the... This is the prep time for all the, the shows prep. you will see in the spring. Yes, and, and this summer. is like... It's still a little bit early, but we're coming up on... It's coming. Toward the I've end already of, seen audition yeah, postings. It's coming. The end of January through, like, mid to the end of March yep. is... You know, Straw Hats and SETC and UPDAs and all of those theater conferences. Uh, these are all conferences for for theater work for new graduates. We're listening because we're saying several names that people might not understand, but like they're all giant conferences where you audition for work. Yeah, you basically <laughs> really go. You basically go and once in a while there's workshops, but usually you just go and you just audition for mm-hmm. like three days straight for basically. Yes. I don't even know how Cruise many. Cruise ships, yeah. summer stock, easy, like one year SETC I Theme went to was parks. over like, I think they had like 300 something companies Yeah, there. and like, then you get called back for certain ones, different callbacks are yeah. on different days. So there are all these big theater conferences and also just your regular, yeah, it's that time where people are starting to work on projects. Um so they're going to be posting audition notices. And we want to kind of throw it back to how how do we ad- adequately prepare for these auditions and the do's and don'ts? Once again, people. Just, yeah. Like, when she mentioned, Danielle brought this up before we started recording, I was like, absolutely. Because, like, the craziness has already started on Audition Update. An Audition Update is an app where it's it, literally what it says. You can put, people can post anonymously, post updates about auditions and things like that to kind of help out the community mm-hmm. here in New York. It's usually a lot of um like, oh, this this line is really short. Yeah, or, it's like get here now where you know I what met they the call said. For Wicked, no one's yeah, here. You can get seen quickly. They said, you know, they said they might see non act, but they're not gonna see non act or they'll definitely see non act or so and so is the director and they're here today. That's where the crazy starts for me anyway yeah. because it'll be like I've seen the sabotaging or, like, the random... But it's, it's all it's, anonymous. Yeah, no, there are things that start to, um... It's there's crazy. also... There's some good and bad. Like, there's some good things, like, say someone posts an audition and people go on, um... Audition update and ask a question like, "Oh, do you know what this production company is? Do you know anything about the director?" And people Who's be like, in the room? "Yeah." People, and sometimes you get and sometimes they're great good, answer. and sometimes they're good too because people will be like, "You don't want to work for this person." Like, like they did a production last year. I was in it. it. Was a terrible experience. Like, here's why. Like, don't waste your time. You know, or and I've seen it because it's like, why is this audition so empty? And it's like because this person in the room, sexual assault accusations. Yeah. And right. cool, you know, everyone steers clear of things like that. But then you also get the crazy of like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it there on time. Do you think they're still going to see me? Are, can someone write my name? Just all this kind of overzealous energy that is not good. Yeah. And it's it, we talked about this in the audition, on the audition episode and the callback episode. Like, you're about to be a lot of people in a very tiny space. Be respectful. Remember, you have to work with these people. And if you all book these gigs, you're going to be living with mm-hmm. these people. Like... You don't want to start a bad working relationship no. with these people. 
go you before be, you even get the gig you, you know should be going as a reminder because especially a lot of a lot of people auditioning for summer soccer are going to be between the ages of 18 to 25 that's yeah. usually how was you know sometimes older 100 percent um but usually that's your average that's yes. your meat and bones is 18 to 25 and as someone who you know has worked on summer sock as a choreographer and has sat in big city auditions for summer sock theaters and watched the auditions happen because i'm part of the i'm there i'm part of the team mm -hmm. um don't be extra and by that i mean come in be confident in yourself but pick a song that's appropriate pick an yeah. outfit that's appropriate that also means honestly don't don't dress for the part. You can kind of have, like, unless it tells you to, and you can kind of have, like, a flair in you that kind of gussies you up. So that you, especially if it's, like, more of a period piece to mm -hmm. show, like, oh, I could look appropriate for that. But just the people I love seeing are the people who are real and who just, like, come in and they do mm -hmm. their thing and they're good at what they do and they can have a conversation with you and they just look interesting and intriguing when you come into the room and you're like, Psh, I've been doing this, I'm in college or I just graduated, like, I always book the leads at school and you're got a shit ton of makeup on You've already you're lost. wearing skimpy we... clothes or or you're um you have this swagger about you a lot of, a lot of the guys will do the same where they like bring oh, their guitars yep. in and they have like a they're yes. like they're like i don't need accompaniment like i'm gonna play a song i'm like come the fuck down what broadway show was it calm down it was some broadway at uh, once oh my god auditioning when once was still running on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every leading man showed up with a guitar and thought they were doing something magical. And I because just, I will tell you, with them was hilarious. if people want to see, if the if the table wants to see guitar, they Thank will you. say, if you play an instrument Thank or you. if you play X instrument, please bring it. It's please in the prepare breakdown. something. If it doesn't say that, it's also usually I'm a callback really thing too. Yes, it's usually like yes. they'll ask you in the audition, "Do you play guitar?" Yes, I do. Cool. If we call you back, can you play something yes, for us? Yes, 100%. That is usually And if how it that doesn't goes. say it, like, you don't need to bring it. You don't need to come in in your six-inch heels and you're like, just be aware that the people sitting at the table are professionals. Yeah. They're excited to give you a job. They yes. want you in. They, we want you to book a job because yes. we want to have an awesome cast. We are not there to do summer stock as something silly either. Summer stock is a big deal. Oh, and yeah. it is a great stepping stone for actors, for producers, for musicians, for directors and choreographers. It is a lot of people. And it's some great it's word these happens big, at these regional you know, Yeah, because it's a lot of either like big name um, directors and choreographers and MDs kind of just want to get away for the summer and do something a little smaller. So you get the chance to Ooh. work with these amazing people or it's people who are really talented and up and coming and want to work and want to work with you to create something awesome or it's, like, it's also just like some of these like some like i, I want to take this moment just to be like when it comes to summer stock don't think that summer stock is just summer stock no because technically like when i think summer stock out to the like the muni yeah in st louis is a massive yeah it might be bigger than the hollywood bowl it's a massive outdoor theater where, like, the cast are, like, 75 people. Yeah. And there's always these huge elaborate shows. But they're, like, the they leads are Broadway, Broadway leads. leads. It's yeah. always Broadway always. leads. And, like, a lot of the smaller ensemble parts are, like, normal college kids that are yeah. doing summer stock. 
but like get to perform with like Christian Chenoweth as yeah, the lead in something or whatever. Yeah, it really you know? is true. So just like even if it's not the Muni, but like just show up. Wichita re- has an advocate. One. Yeah, Hollywood but Bowl. show up. There's a couple, you know. Um, Williamstown. Yes. And, Williamstown. Um, stay having Tony Award winners come out there for the oh, summer. Oh, <laughs> all the time. And movie people. and But it's one of those things where, like, go into your audition, like, feeling good about yourself and yeah. confident. But, like, be yourself and be ready to book a job. And it's don't give me your college don't give me, like, your your the college, college know-it-all. Yeah. That's what I say. So just, like, because want, a, want a job. Like, true does any yes. other job. Like, just go in and and want the job and try your best. And I'm not I'm, – I'm still saying have confidence, but there's a lot of this weird, like, swagger that comes with summer stock auditions. Don't think that you know the best. Yeah. Don't think that you're at the top of the food chain because, I, again – I know Tony Award winners who didn't book some, who didn't book stuff. Yeah. You know, who had a great year then had a terrible year. Who had a great five years and had a terrible ten years. Yeah. It is such a, it is such a game. Like the best way to explain it, it is such a game that you have confidence, know your ability, know your strengths, but coming there knowing that you're the hot shit does not serve you. At no. All. No. So just remember that as we go into this audition season. And for my dancers, if you do not sing. Do not sing. No, don't go to the because that is go. that is a new thing that is like I'm having with a lot of my high school kids auditioning for college programs that want to go into MT uh, music theater. They want they go in trying to do the MT auditions, and I go, that's not how that's not smart. Go in as a dance major, mm-hmm. then start taking voice lessons, mm-hmm. and that way you can we can we can build it up to something. Yes. But if you know that like. Do, dancers do not disrespect singers. Singers do not yes. disrespect dancers. As a dancer, you got to put in the work. The same way as a singer, you got to put in yep. the work. If, if you want MT, you got to do all three. If the call <laughs> says that the calls is dancers who sing, and you're like, yeah, I can kind of sing, then by and you're like, but yeah, I know I could me. like kill it in the dancing, and it says dancers who sing. Then by or movers who sing, mm-hmm. then by all yes. means go for it. But if it's us singers who dance, and you know that you couldn't book something off your voice. It's also not, I know people are like, no, you should go for the experience. No, because you're not putting your best foot forward. And it's also, like I said, I, I've been, me and Danielle have been there. Out of 148 auditions, that, first of all, that's still a lot of auditions. Let's say that I'm see, we're seeing 148 people. If 48 of those people cannot meet the singing requirement or dance requirement, mm-hmm. Like that, it, uh, typically, what's the sh- uh, a chorus line typically has that happen where like you need to be able to do a double pirouette and you just sing a high C. I'm thinking the part Richie, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. black guy in a chorus line that role. They say it. You need a double pirouette and a high C because he literally has to do that as a part of the show. Yep. If you don't have a high C or a double pirouette, then I ain't seen you. Like I remember the last, not the most recent revival at City Center, but the most recent Broadway revival in 07, 06 or 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, the audition for it, because I'm obsessed with that show for the record. But the audition for it was by Yorkley, one of the original cast members. She constantly choreographs the show. I remember the one of the, the video clips, a monitor walks in. She goes, we're only going to, by York's going to come in and we're only going to see double pirouettes. Five at a time. After that, we'll go from there. Thank you. We don't need to see nothing else. We have your headshots. And literally, everyone, practice one. Cool. Front row. Let me see it on the right. And they just, all they asked were doubles. Because it was like, 
cool. After they figured that out, then they had them all sing high C's. They didn't care about anything else. After they finally weeded out all those people, granted, this was a Broadway production, they were capable to do that. Not every production has time to weed out and go, oh, you're a great dancer, but, you know, you're a great dancer, but you can't sing the Roxy parts, you know? Yeah. You're a wonderful Velma and can dance it, but Velma has to sing, too. Yeah. Because Chicago's done all the time in Summerstock. Yep. And that's one of those shows where people get caught up in that wanting to do something, but are not yet ready for it, and just don't, don't let Summerstock be your downfall. That's how you don't get booked, you know? Yeah. If you know you're not a hip-hop dancer, and they're doing In the Heights... Footloose, and I yeah. don't know, whatever other hip-hop musical. If that's not your strong suit, you know you're a ballerina, yeah. don't go to that call. Like, it just it just does not put you in a prosperous life. Or I I remember being at these auditions last year for a summer stock, and I knew one of the girls that came in, because I'd worked with her as a teenager, and mm-hmm. now she's in college, and I think she's in her senior year, honestly, maybe her junior year. Anyway, so she was auditioning for the theater. You know, Mm -hmm. we were doing our auditions in Boston, and she went to, does go to Boston Conservatory. Um, And so I saw her name on the list, and I was like, oh, I was like, yes, I've worked with her before as a teenager. During Summer Sock, she's super talented. And the show was Guys and Dolls, and she came in, and she sang the song Stupid Cupid, and which is, like, a really cute song, but not... That would have been great for, like, Hairspray or Motown or Snoopy Joe's. It's It's cute song, but it's not the right Or it could have been good for... It could have been good for a variety of shows, but honestly, like, Guys and Dolls, like, it it wasn't right for Guys and Dolls. 40s, right? Yeah. 40s. It wasn't right for Guys and Dolls. And then she also, like, she was wearing Leduca heels, but they were the boots. Um, like the old school, like Vic, like eighteen hundred yeah. Victorian boot ones, and like a short Lululemon skirt, and again with the dress code and the summer stock, like she just didn't put. I I, I hate knew, her because she just put on her Laducas because they're Laducas. Yeah, and I, the thing was like I Stop knew it. I knew what she was trying to do. She was trying to show like she has these good shoes. She's cute. She can look like a dancer. She's got and she does have like a kind of specific voice style. But it just ended up not working out well for her. And it was unfortunate because I think that she is someone who could have booked that show. If she, she knows the choreographer. Yeah. That would have definitely yeah. worked in her and favor. She could, a girl can sing and a girl can dance. So it was unfortunate because she just came yeah. in not looking the part and not singing the song that made people be like, yes, like... Like, we, uh, this is someone we could work with. I hate that. But so, like, there you go. That's a tale, tell tale, people. It, it happens. So, just please be mindful of that as we keep rolling into our summer stock season. So, going right along to our section where we call I'm Sorry What, or a new segment that we're going to be starting for a year or two of our podcast is I Love Dance, but... Yes. Um, so, the two segments will rotate in and out as we see fit or as our week's happen um i actually for me for this week i have um an i'm sorry what moment and it's with my so first day back as i said for our top kids and i have this one student i've actually shared a video of him on their instagram i don't have any from today's class because i was just too overwhelmed it was first day back with these guys but he like i said he just has an innate natural talent for tap dance mm-hmm. and i've been saying this like Pretty regularly, because I'm like, this is insane. How, like, just easy he picks things up. 
And so today we finally got a speaker that was loud enough so we can start working on rhythms. Mm -hmm. So they can dance, you know, rhythms and maintaining a tempo to music. Um, and so I put on a song for pullbacks. Um, Aretha Franklin's, oh, what is it? I, no, Shaka Khan. This is a Shaka Khan song. I love dancing old school to tap class. It's a thing. Um, Shaka Khan's Ain't Nobody. So as we're doing these pullbacks, I like it'll do after, like we do a little bit and then I'll let them take a break because they are still building that stamina back up. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to keep my stamina up as well. So I started doing like pullbacks across the whole room just because like to build my stamina up. And he comes up to me and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I said, well, because essentially with um, the current rhythm, it's like pullback. Dance around, dance around, pull back, mm -hmm. dance around. So just to create that little break in between. But I was going, you know, after they stopped, I went uh, pull back, dance around, pull back, pull back, pull back, pull mm -hmm. back, pull back, pull back. He's like, I was like, oh, I'm just not taking the pause anymore. He's like, oh my god, wait, do it with me. He did. He matched me like same tempo, Amazing. same timing. He matched me on pullbacks. And one of the girls in the class was watching him. She goes, Has he taken dance before? I said, To my knowledge, no. James like, no, I never danced before I came to the school. That's amazing. And I was like, how are you this good? Where it's just it like, he's like, I, I see it and then I do it. And then if I get it wrong, you hum the rhythm and then I have the rhythm and then I have yeah, it. Yeah, so he's like super musical. You know, but even hip hop, it, like I, I need to get him in a ballet class and see how he does. Because in hip hop, he does really well too. So like, yeah. I'm very interested to see like. He's got that like natural rhythm. He just, and he just has it. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I, it was, I was talking with him today. I was like. I know you're in eighth grade and it's too late to audition for the arts high schools now, but like there are still some good public schools that have great dance programs that like you should yeah. consider trying to get into for sophomore year. Yes, definitely. Like phenomenal kid. Yeah. So what about you? Do you have an I'm sorry what or um, I love dance, but I don't. I don't have an I'm sorry what. I just, I actually just got back to work today. We had an extra week off, which was super nice. So jealous. Um, I, you know, this just always comes up, but it being the first day back and we had this dance conference today, which I do want to talk about in a minute. Um, I was off my phone basically the whole time because I was, mm -hmm. you know, helping out the guest artists and the, the kids and dancing with them and taking videos of them and you know the whole shebang and um I kept you know here feeling my watch go off because I have an I an apple watch and just all these questions about like actually getting back in the classroom starting tomorrow mm -hmm. with the kids and like schedule changes and class changes and when is this happening and when is that happening and I finally had to be like Honestly, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, can I please schedule a meeting with somebody for this week to kind of go over a mm. bunch of stuff that was talked about today at school when I wasn't there? And they yep. were like, well, I don't really understand, like, what the big deal is, like, blah, blah. And it's more that they say, like, listen, like, I love dance, like, but, like, what's the big deal? Like, why can't you just, like, like jump right in tomorrow? And it's like, guys, like, I still have to plan and I still have to know what's going on, especially right. if there's these other changes happening, like... I can't plan accordingly if I don't know what's happening. So it's one of those kind of just other people. I love, I love dance, dance, but your job just isn't as important as oh, mine. And God, I'm like, I, I know I that's not that. the words that you're saying, but that's how it feels. That's what your actions are making me feel like. To which then, once I started kind of getting all of those, like, well, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Like, whatever. Like, you can just jump in tomorrow. I immediately, like, in our, like, 
team text message for like work, I immediately like posted videos of the kids today at these master classes. Nice. And I was like, they took three classes in three hours. That's a lot of dancing with only like a five minute break in between each. And they don't learn these whole combos in like half an hour because, you know, it would be like a warm up and like a little bit of learning something else. And like, okay, now we'll do the combo and perform it. And they're only eight, nine years old. So, yeah, like they are working really hard mm-hmm. and it is a it is a really big deal. That's good. That's good that you like send them that being like, hey, stop being stupid. Yeah. This is what we're doing over here. I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, you know. So, let's move right along to Clash Out Out. Yes. And I'm going to have to pull up the information for the lovely um, class that I took because it was amazing. Well, while you're doing that, I, I'll shout out. I want to shout out. Um, I want to shout out the... Um, I'm sorry, the <laughs> dance conference we had today, it was all elementary school kids um, between the ages of like seven and nine. And like I just said, they had to take three dance classes, three hours, hour long class each by professional working dancers and choreographers. And it was a really amazing experience seeing like how much they wanted to be there and how quickly these kids were picking up all the different styles and trying their best mm-hmm. and what i really want to shout out is um specifically two of the guest artists we had um we had one his name is and I, i'm going to butcher this so i i apologize now but i believe you pronounce his name um Ola, um olateo boat bozadi i believe um, he was in the Wiz Live. He is about to. He's currently in rehearsals for Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. That's moving to Broadway. And what I really loved about the way that he worked with these kids was, you know, he explained who he was and what he does and all of that. But he did a combination to a song from Hades Town, which is a new musical coming out, which sounds amazing. And he connected to the kids you know these kids did not know what Hades Town is they've never heard of it they didn't know and he was like okay well does anyone know who Hades is and a couple kids did and he was like okay who so who's Hades the kid describes he you know backs it up with like yes Hades was a god of the underworld so this piece is about you're like think of yourself as like a monster in the underworld and you're the narrators of a story we're telling a story about Haiti in the underworld you know he was like who's seen Hercules and all the kids were like oh my god I've seen he's like so you know like think about in the movie Hades and his little like you know pain and panic the little goblins and like how they could dance and he just made it really really easy for the kids to understand the concept and get into it which I think can be hard for younger kids sometimes. So mm-hmm. being able to relate it to things that they knew, like the movie Hercules, for the older kids, some of them knew who Hades the Greek God was. And, you know, oh, like think about like you've seen a monster for the first time. And the way he was able to describe it to the kids made it really easy for them to understand and then be able to perform, mm-hmm. which I think was super important. So that was really awesome to see. Um, I know my kids that were there from my school absolutely loved his class and then i just want to also shout out um carissa long she is a hip-hop dancer and choreographer she has danced for the new york nets she's choreographed for the brooklyn nets or new york knicks choreographed for the brooklyn nets she's worked with rihanna she's worked with um 
um, like all of these people. I can't even think of like how many. She worked with these amazing artists. And mm -hmm. when she was teaching today, what I loved about her is that she reminded the kids and spoke to them about like when you're dancing, like you need to hit it and you need to be dancing for you. You need to find that passion inside of you and make it come out. But also you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you don't know if I know Lil Wayne and he's about to do a music video and he needs kids and I'm choreographing it. She was like, I, I might look at you right now. So it was really great her kind of describing and using artists that she truly does work with, but also that the kids know. Mm -hmm. So they understood how big of a deal it was and that she was like, you need to dance from you. You need to find that energy in you, but you never know who's watching you. So it's not about did you hit all the steps exactly right, but it's like, do I see your passion? Do I see you eagerly, eagerly trying? Do I see you listening and being open and receptive? Mm -hmm. So again, just like the kids loved her combo. She was so sweet, but those like awesome, valuable lessons that it's, they don't get all the time. And sometimes we forget when we're teaching because we're so busy during the day with so or many classes. Or even hearing it from a different voice. Yes, and helps. hearing it yeah. from someone who's like, yeah, I've choreographed for Rihanna and I've choreographed for Little Wayne and, you know, I'm in this Broadway show and I, it's really, really good for them. So, yeah. yeah, that was an awesome experience for them as well as myself today. So, nice. That's all right. Um, my shout out goes to Natalie Marbell. Um... She teaches at Broadway Dance Center here in New York City, and I caught her as a sub, so I don't know her regular schedule. You can find her on the Instagram at N-M-A-R-R-A-B-L-E, um, which is just her first initial and her last name, Marvell. Um, so it was contemporary lyrical. And so I'm always hesitant when they say lyrical, or honestly, when they say contemporary, mm. I get a little nervous because sometimes it's just so gooey and it's like, we're going to be very touchy and feely and we're not, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah, let yeah. our emotions move us across the floor. And like, sometimes it just gets like that. I was like, this is going to be gross and I, I won't like it. I ran, like literally this was the only class I could make on that day. And I was like, I can make this class. I'm just going to go take it. Even if it's too gooey, I'll get a good stretch at least. You know, I'll do odd things and just stretch yes. and enjoy myself. Yeah. Warm up was cute, sweet to the point. I got, it was a glorious warm up. Like I felt pushed and stretched and very warm. And I was like, oh, that's a good thing. But the combination was, it was like pockets of gooeyness. Like there were like the beginning is like, you have eight counts of just nothing but feeling emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That second eight count, you need to hear, 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 hear. And then you kind of free flow. Then you're here, here. And then we're into the dance, you know. So it was very, it was very, I got to feel my emotions. But it was like, oh, no, no, no. You need to coupe. You didn't follow in a coupe right. Or like, that is a double pirouette. You need to land the double. You know, so it was very, it was very technical when it needed to be technical. It was very gooey when it needed to be gooey. And I just, I felt, this was also the class where she talked about, you know, the Welcome to New York uh, moment. So I just yeah. felt like she was a very attentive teacher, you know, to just kind of adjust to the needs of the class. Or there was a um, uh, turning jeté was in it, mm -hmm. and one of the ladies in the class was like, "Did it was the first time she'd seen the movie?" She's like, "What's happening?" And she broke it. I give her. She's a. I give her credit as like a te like teacher to teacher. She broke down how quickly like. She broke down that move so quickly and so eloquently that I was like, oh, you will completely, that, that's, that's the move. That's what you should be doing. She mm -hmm. broke it down so simply, but like in 30 seconds. 
So it's like I give her credit for being able to just break it down so quickly when in the midst of, you know, not wait, not feeling like my time was wasted or like anyone's time was wasted in the midst of it. She did it so quickly and so effortlessly. So I definitely want to like give her a major shout out for that. Um, I really enjoyed her class and I actually cannot wait to go back and take more classes with her because um, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, hopefully she might be a guest one day. I kind of mentioned it to her about come speaking on our show and talking yes. about dancing. Um, um, so before we go, we you know with it being our one year anniversary and the beginning of a new year, also just like some stuff that we're excited for for the future mm -hmm. of our podcast and things that will definitely happen. Some things that we would love to see happen, and if there's anyone out there who can help us out with those things, um, we're putting it out there. So. Like we mentioned before the break, we're going to have some of our guests from our first year come back and just revisit and talk yes. with us about what they've been up to, what they've done, anything that's changed in their life, anything they just want to talk about. Mm. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, we are working on getting some special guest artists like Tony just talked about, maybe yes. having um, like the woman he just took classroom come join us some other um and even some like more specific guests like we do speak a lot on music theater because that's what me and danielle do speak yes. in vast majority time choreographing like so i do i do want to bring in you know like a, a music director you know a director and just see like how they work with dancers or how they work with yeah and or, different you know, different um choreographers and dance teachers who are have different styles than us oh, or yes. Um, people that have been in the business way longer than us, that oh, yeah. run their own studios, their or own stu companies. I really want to sit with a studio owner and talk with them yeah. about a couple things that, like, just, like, the do's and don'ts of, like, yeah. lessons that they've and, learned like, how, over the years. And how you've been able to keep a studio running afloat for so long and mm -hmm. what it means to you and how you got into it. So we have a couple people in mind for that yeah. and more people are thinking about, but if anyone out there has someone that they're like, ooh, yes, like, you could have you could call into this person or they're in New mm -hmm, York. You could absolutely. sit with them. Um, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, my big thing I would love to have happen eventually with our podcast, which is um, partly like a sh shameless thing, is and Tony and I have talked about this. Talked I about also I, I, wanna, I want to do. It this. would be so fun. So I am an avid listener of the How Did This Get Made podcast mm -hmm. with Paul Shear and Jason Mansukis and June Diane Raphael, and I just think it's absolutely hilarious. I always find myself laughing out loud. They talk about movies that are just wild movies, and literally about how did this movie get made? And there are three comedians who are in the industry just of brilliant. movies and writing and everything, and. I realized um, that they have never talked about Center Stage. That and so we were talking about this. I would love to do a crossover episode with them about how that Center Stage get made because it's such yes an iconic and like quintessential dance it's movie. It's literally like a like, rite. I was talking to my boyfriend it's about this. this prime weekend. for comedy. It is a rite of passage for a dancer. It really it kinda is, is for them to watch. If you're a dancer and you're like, I've never seen Center Stage, especially if you're in your late. Especially if you're in your twenties through like Go thirty-five, you understand a lot. You need of to see it. I'm like Peter Gallagher's in it, and he plays oh the God, ballet right? director. And um, there's like some Zoe Even Zoe Saldana is in it. Yeah. There's some bigger names in it, and but like. It's great. It's one of those Even movies Even if you're like, not like a ballet person and you're just a dancer, period, go watch it. Because the yes. same 
plot devices and plot points. Yes. I don't want to spoil it. And it's one of those movies where you're like, this movie is amazing. And there's honestly so many true things about it that happen in the dance song. But yeah. also you're like, this movie is also kind of horrible. And like, yeah. how did this get made? So yeah. how did this get made? If you're out there, if somebody who Crossover listens to episode. us knows them has some contact info had it our way because so be down for that one. i think it could be really hilarious tony and i obviously know this movie inside and out and yes. i think they would have a great time yes with it. i would so. absolutely love that that's my big hope and wish for 2019 from i know my big thing for this one is i think live episode i think that's my push like i, oh, I, yeah. I would love to do a live episode that would be so fun talking and seeing people like just either other artists with us, like, going back and forth. So, I don't know. That's, that's my hope and my dream. But we will see. And we definitely want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. Like, we're doing this because of you guys. Like, we, people are listening, so we're, we're going to keep talking. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yes. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on our one-year anniversary episode. But we will hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Absolutely want to say a special thank you to our listeners. Yeah, our numbers keep growing, and that's all thanks to you. Episodes come out every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music are perfect places to do that. You can find us on Facebook at Point Your Toes. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Point, P-Y-T. You can email us at PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of an NYC dance teacher.